Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 30th of September. Today, I'm joined for the last time this week by Michael Coalde, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Michael. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. Very well. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, so, um, bit of carnage um, this week. Um, yeah. And um, talking of carnage, um, what are you going to be talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> so today, today, unfortunately, I don't have a very positive story, but I think it's a very important one. So I yes. will be talking about it. And it's really all about the mortgage crisis and what it actually all means for all of us. I think it's important to identify what, what the, the answer to that question is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen that UK lenders have now withdrawn 1,600 mortgage products as they are concerned mm-hmm. that millions of borrowers will inev- inevitably face a, mace, uh, a massive rise in interest rates um, w- when their current deals expire. Um, and, and, and therefore, we've seen, as a result of that, the FCA has contacted banks to ask them, well, what options do borrowers have available to them when these fixed terms um, come to an end? And I think that that is a very important question that needs to actually be addressed, um, especially because there will be a huge number of people who will have to remortgage between now and, and the foreseeable future. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. interest rates continue to rise. Um, and, and I think that we will see more lenders withdrawing the option of even getting a fixed term, um, a fixed rate mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that all of this will, will really affect the sequence of linked house purchases so um to give you an example let's say i now uh, own a house and i want to buy a new one for me to buy the new house i first have to sell my current one but then the person who's buying my house comes to me and says nope not going to buy your house now because of the mortgage crisis and then i then go to the person who i was going to buy the house from and say to them okay now i'm backing out as well and the sequence just carries on so it's a bit of a disaster for everyone um Mm. so yeah and, and i think at the same time Another thing important to mention is the whole issue with landlords. So landlords are also facing higher mortgage and now they are in a position where they have to think, what can I do? And I think that landlords will be very tempted right now to either increase rent for the tenants living in their properties or just completely evict them and and just sell the property. So if Mm. you're someone right now who has a lease um, and let's say it's a fixed term, it's coming to the end soon, you're hoping to extend it, I think... Um, it is slightly worrying because the landlord can very much likely come to you saying either pay more or, or leave because I'm going to sell the house or I might find someone, other tenant who will pay a higher rent than, than you will. Mm. Um, so it's it's not great. Um, and I think that a lot of people will be struggling. And because because landlords, I think, will likely also be selling their properties, what will happen is that there will be less properties available to rent and that will further increase the the, the prices um, for renting. Um, so I'm sorry to be um, so negative, but mm. I think I think one thing that you brought in the Watson's Daily was uh, more in a positive note. Um, so just to explain what happens w- when someone can't um, keep up with their mortgage, the bank will repossess the property and then they will sell it at a market value. And what you can often find is that there's negative equity. And what that means is when the bank repossesses your property and sells it off, 
because the housing market is not in a good situation, they have to then sell it at a lower value than what you, the borrower, originally bought it for. Mm-hmm. And so the bank will be not happy with that because they haven't fully recovered the loan that they gave you in the first place. And so they will continue to chase you even after um, they had already taken a property and sold it off. They'll continue to chase you to, to get the remaining amounts that they lent you. Um, but what you wrote in the Watson's Daily, which is positive, is that currently right now, um, unemployment is at a very low level. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, at the same time, the the um, there's been a lot of restrictions on, on who can uh, and can't get, get a mortgage. Mm. Um, and what that, I think that that could really avoid a situation where you then get negative equity and a lot of re, uh, banks repossessing properties because people are employed and therefore hopefully they have a better chance of paying off their mortgage. And also people who will not be able to keep up with their mortgage, hopefully will not even be given the, the option of, of getting it in the first place. And mm. so it, it kind of puts us in a, in a better position for the, for the future. Mm. Yes. I mean, I, I have to say, if, if you were reading that, um, you know, part of um, Watson's Daily, you might have heard uh, scraping sounds as I was scraping the barrel for uh, uh, something positive uh, <laughs> to say about the whole, the whole uh, nightmare situation. Um, I mean, but having said that, you know, that is true. Um, it is different from from before. Um, I mean, I I just think there's there's a risk that it could quickly change, because um, what was also different to back then was we didn't have this horrendous nightmare that we're having now, where um, vast parts of the world are experiencing the same problems at the same time, uh, which is you know um, rising inflation. And, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, energy crisis, Um, but also there's the Ukraine war going on as well. So I think those things could mean that the, um, you know, like, say, uh, some of the positives like unemployment, I think they could change fairly quickly. Um, Because if people if um, people aren't spending um, money, isn't being spent on anything. That means that companies might, they'll first need to cut down on expenses. Um, Then the next thing is they then start cutting people. And if they then start cutting people, um, that means that that unemployment goes up. um, And then, you know, it all starts going, it all starts going downhill. But, uh, you know, I mean, it is good that this is happening and we are in a strong labour market. So maybe that gives us some kind of buffer. But I don't think it's going to be it's you know, it's it's not going to suddenly um, get loads better. Uh, and like I keep saying, the only way that I can think that things can get loads better is um, if the Ukraine war comes to an agreeable outcome for both East and West. Um, and, uh, you know, that's not looking likely. I mean, I, I see that um, uh, Putin is is going for more annexation um at, yeah. at the moment so um so anyway so that's the yeah so i think you know very serious times um and you know there there is quite right quite justifiably a lot of um a lot of fear in the market i think yeah uh, at the moment 
Uh, and sorry, I just wanted to quickly say, like, like I think you've said it before in the podcast, which is the only way we can come to uh, um, like peace, I think, is is if Putin is no longer in power. I remember you yeah. saying in the podcast before. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's well, that's the best outcome for the West, at least. And I think it will um, cause a size of relief uh, in many places. But um, but yeah, anyway, we'll we'll. We just there's not really much I can say because I don't know what's going to happen. But um, but anyway, um, okay. So um, mortgages very tricky. Um, so we'll move on to something slightly um, slightly more more upbeat. Although it doesn't sound like it initially. Um, is that um, so? I mean, I was asking the question on on social media um, where you know are are live concerts dead? Right. Um, and the thing is, is that, um, I mean, I, I would say right here and now, love concerts. I have lost count of how many concerts I've been to, not because, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't count. Uh, uh, it's, you know, I've been, I've been to so many and in uh, all over the world and I love it. However, and I, I think there will always be, um, space for life. However, what is interesting in the article that I took from the Times today um, is it's entitled Why Are Musicians Cancelling Their Tours? Very interesting because what happened was um, initially, um, you know, everything was fine. And then coronavirus came along. Concerts all had to be cancelled. And, you know, obviously, initially, every we didn't know how long it was going to take. So two years later, um, you know, uh, other, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a big events, festivals, including Glasgow and stuff went, uh, went ahead and it was all, it was all looking good. Um, you know, artists who'd been locked up under lockdown, um, were suddenly roaming free and, you know, really being very keen on doing live, um, like, you know, live shows. But the problem is, is that the atmosphere has changed over the course of the pandemic and it means it is very very hard if not nigh on impossible to ensure against coronavirus and so what that has meant is a lot of um stars have had to cancel their entire tours so i've got here you know so sean mendez uh, justin bieber arlo parks santi gold and disclosure um all had to do that and there have been other acts that have had to cancel individual concerts and things now in that article, they talk, and actually, this includes, you know, the Rolling Stones and Sting um, earlier this year as well. Mm. So the thing is, is it, yeah, there was a very interesting um, bit in there about someone who, uh, you know, someone in the know about um, concerts and how much it costs um, if they cancel, and they can lose millions just even on one concert, you know, because of all the, you know, getting the stuff over, getting the hotels for everyone. Um, you know the lights, the everything, and presume you know. So all of that, all of that stuff, has been has been going on. Um, anyway, so at the, so what's happened? So under lockdown, no, nothing happened. Lockdown came off. Everyone started going out again. But then COVID. But then COVID kept hitting, um, and so now it seems that artists are reluctant, or not they are, their management are reluctant to do so many concerts. Um, because of the risks involved now over the years 
we have seen the way that artists get paid or, you know, the way they earn money rather change. So it used to be that, um, you know, they get money from selling physical CDs that has come down then. And it's been replaced by streaming royalties, which are consistent, but they're not massive. So that's, that's a problem. So they, over the years, they've been increasingly relying on revenues that they get from concerts. And unfortunately, obviously, because of the last couple of years and COVID, that has been decimated. So what do you do? I mean, I, I would say personally, um, you know, they need to think of other revenue streams. Live concerts are not enough anymore. They yeah. need other things. Um, but I mean, what would you suggest? Yeah, so I think um, we've seen recently in the game Fortnite, um, someone like Travis Scott um, do do digital concerts, and I think that that was really successful. Um, and it was it was happening even before um, COVID happened. Um, so it shows it's something that can really be really big, irrespective mm. of whether we're in lockdown or not, because you might think well, digital concerts will only work if people are locked up and they have no other choice. But actually, we've mm. seen that they can work, irrespective mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, therefore, um, we, we, we need to see more of that and that, that can bring a lot of revenue for artists. And mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting because we're going into a digital era right now. We're going into um, things like the metaverse. And I think that something like the metaverse can really just absolutely revolutionize I think the the music industry. So mm. I, I think it, I think they they really need to just keep pushing for that. And I think I see a lot of potential there. Mm. No, I agree. I mean, when, actually, when I was writing this today, I was thinking, you know, the metaverse the metaverse can't come soon enough for this sort of thing because the metaverse. The thing is, you could argue that maybe these artists might be able to do online concerts now. And but the thing is, the the success of of those previous virtual you know of, of, of virtual events and i'm actually i'm not talking about the ones on Fortnite, um but i am talking about say under lockdown you had you know take that doing a concert from probably from gary barlow's west wing of his massive mansion yeah. or something um you know those kinds of things those kinds of things did okay under lockdown because there wasn't much else going on but now even with a really massive um, you know, artists or artists, you don't. I don't think you're going to necessarily that get that kind of, um, you know, that kind of a, a attention. Um, so I think, however, that um, going on the metaverse gives is is another dimension. Um, you could potentially get closer uh, to the action, and I think that that would be really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's good. I mean. I said this half jokingly in the in the Watson's Daily um, about you know they these are uh, these these artists they do have to diversify their revenue streams, but they also have to do it. Um, yeah, they have to be quite creative. Um, and um, I mentioned the thing I was saying I was half joking about was BTS, an NFT that you could buy on BTS. And um, I don't know what's going, you know, what the latest is on that. I know at the beginning of the year, they were very full on going ahead. 
Um, and I think it wasn't uh, Ronaldo, wasn't it? Ronaldo a few months ago, he was sort of getting involved. And I thought, my God, once you start getting footballers involved, it means it's, it really is too late. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I think that uh, uh, it's a very, uh, yeah, I, I think that um, NFTs now are probably not really that popular um so you know maybe not that but you know maybe they could do they could try and do other things make the um experience um seem more real or give them stuff that they couldn't normally get you know that kind of thing but i think that they're going to have to get more creative and have these different revenue streams for if um you know concerts and things do get cancelled so that they can get at least something yeah uh I, I actually am really excited though by the thought of like concerts on the metaverse because like think of like the, the, the amount of revenue you can generate just from advertising. You can advertise in such creative ways that we haven't done so in the past. Yeah. Um, I think it'll just be like, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, you might just see pop-ups everywhere. Um, look, here's a Gucci t-shirt. Why don't you wear it for the, for the concert so that everyone's mm. just the same. Buy it now at this price. You know, it's, I think mm. it's, yeah, really exciting. Mm. I do as well. I think it's it's going to be great. It's, there's going to be a very different experience. It's going to be completely new. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think it is good. But for, for now, um, they've got to think of different ways of doing it. I think they can as well. You know, maybe on the, the, the social media stuff they can do. Um, obviously, all these platforms are vying um, for creators to put their stuff on there and, and monetize and be able to monetize what they put on there. So, um, so yeah, so um, we're in a, seems that we're in a bit of a transition phase, um, but um, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to somehow bridge the gap between now and more and wider adoption of the metaverse. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. so there you go. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll finish on that note uh, on that slightly more upbeat note, more positive note. Yes, indeed. Uh, positive about future. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, um, I also wanted to say that we are going to be um, doing a competition on Monday at the same time as um, I'm going to be doing a roundup of the news for September on Monday at five o'clock. And I have to say, this has been one hell of a month, um, and I think there's been so much happening. I. I you know, would urge you to attend that. You can register via our socials. It's on our link tree and things like that. Um, it has been a hell of a month. And I think to, you know, to try to, I will, I'm going to do my best to help you to understand what just went on. Um, and, you know, maybe have a look at what, what's to come. But, uh, it's, you know, anyway, of any month, I think you got to come to this one. Um, but anyway, um, Thank you very much, Michael. It's been really good fun this week. Thank you. Um, if not, yeah. you know, a bit bit sad on the old um, mortgage and uh, re- rental front. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that aside, no, it's been re- really good to have you on this. Um, thank you very much for listeners for listening uh, and giving us your time. And um, yeah, I'll leave you there. Uh, have a great day. Have a great weekend and things. Um, there's more stuff coming from uh, myself, Ralph and others. Uh, so please keep tuned in. So many thanks. Thank Bye. Bye.